This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Ezold. Hello and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Easel from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799. You can also visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. It's officially the holiday season. Santa is making his annual appearances at malls and American Legion halls across the country. And the ads, oh, so many ads are filling our TV screens <laughs> and social media feeds, trumpeting the latest and greatest can't-miss deal. However, speaking as a financial services professional, the holiday season is also a time when I start to sweat a little more than usual. That's because holiday shopping can quickly take an unpleasantly large bite out of your financial strategy. But never fear, with a little strategizing and a dash of prudence, you can have a very merry holiday season without harming your path toward retirement. On today's show, We're going to examine some of the ways you can better ensure this holiday season is full of good cheer. But before we get into our topic, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who is our loyal Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, fearlessly keeping (laughs) the show on the right course. How are you doing, Tony? Oh, I try. I I try, Aaron. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. I've had a really, really good week. Really good week this week. And, uh, you know, uh, last week, uh, about a week or so ago now, Thanksgiving, spent some time with the family and that's fun, but getting back into the swing of things. And I know you've been really busy, haven't you? You know what? It's kind of interesting how, uh, you get these ebbs and flows in the business, but yes, after the, uh, Thanksgiving break here, we have uh, had a lot of calls and interest in, uh, investing in retirement. So yep. Keeping busy. That's good though. That's good. Keeps you out of trouble. And You know, I think um, uh, when you were talking about the holidays and making you nervous, I was nodding my head in agreement because, you know, it it can be easy to spend more than we plan to uh, during this holiday season. Uh, I know that my wife and I always do. We always spend more than we plan on. You know, you get out there and you see sales or you think, oh, so-and-so would like this and this. And so uh, it's easy to let it get out of hand. And I think this is going to be a good topic. What do you have first for us? Well, before we get into some of the ways you can budget smartly, I wanted to address a topic that becomes even more prevalent at this time of year, porch theft. I've had a number of my clients tell me they've had a package snatched right off their porch while they've been out of the house, even for just a couple of hours. An AARP article, Seven Tips to Stop Porch Pirates, has some very useful tips. Has that happened to you before, Tony? Well, you know what? It hasn't happened to me directly, but it's happened to our neighbors and a lot of people in our neighborhood. Uh, And this has been a pretty, you know, chill neighborhood, no crime. 
mm-hmm. but just over the last year or two, it's gotten really bad. Uh, I, I've noticed it more and more and more and more people posting about having packages stolen. And, you know, a lot of people have ring doorbells and they post the videos of That's people right. like in a hoodie, uh, you know, sneaking up to their house and, you know, it's, it's interesting and there's not always a lot the the police can do, but you should always report it. And, uh, yeah, it's just become more and more prevalent, I think. Well, last year at this time, speaking of those ring doorbells, my uh, mother had some custom made chairs stolen right off of her front porch and it, you could see the thief come oh. up, take them right off. Luckily, um, we all got mad. The neighborhood got mad. It made the news and some, uh, anonymous person just returned them. So it turned out to be uh, okay, but yeah, it's very frustrating and it's, 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 it's an epidemic. It almost seems I sent my father a package in, uh, Cleveland. He's living in a retirement community and it was stolen off of his uh, porch. So yes, it's something that, uh, needs to be talked about and we need to prevent it. But the article points to a study that analyzed 67 cases of porch thefts that were captured on camera and found some interesting info. First of all, all of the analyzed cases happened during the daytime. The thieves were evenly divided between men and women, and most appeared to be younger than 45. In most cases, the crook was acting alone, though in some instances they had a getaway driver or a lookout. Mm. Typically, the thieves arrived in a vehicle, though in a fair number of cases they were on foot or riding a bike or skateboard. Finally, in most cases, the packages were clearly visible from the street. Wow. Well, I think people need to be careful, and maybe if they're not going to be home, have a neighbor uh, pick them up. Uh, but that's too bad. Uh, it seems like package thefts, uh, like the ones you, you know you're talking about, there are the ultimate crime of opportunity. So when it comes to keeping your deliveries safe, what do you recommend? Well, the first piece of advice is to grab your package as soon as it's delivered. While many delivery companies don't ring the bell, many like Amazon, FedEx, UPS, and more will alert you via their app or text message or email that your package has been dropped off. If you know you're going to be away for a good chunk of the day when a delivery is scheduled, ask a neighbor to grab it for you like you just said. I've even had clients tell me they're part of an organized group in their neighborhood that takes turns picking up each other's packages as soon as they see them sitting on the door or near the door. If you're ordering something that's particularly important or valuable, you may want to request a delivery method that requires a signature. If you or another resident doesn't answer the door, the package won't be left. Yeah. Yeah. There are some things you can do. I usually have um, a neighbor run over and grab them once I know they've been delivered. Sometimes that helps, but uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I love the idea, though, of neighbors, you know, working together to create a package pickup group. That's that's a not a bad way to get your no, neighbors, you know, get to know them a little bit, too. Definitely. Um, one of the best ways to prevent package thefts from your front door is to not have them delivered there to begin with. Amazon has what they call hub lockers at many retail locations, including grocery stores and convenience stores. The hub is essentially a large bank of lockers. With this method, you'll receive a notice that your package has been delivered along with a code. Then you can pick it up at your convenience. With FedEx, you can pick your packages up at at least one of its offices or some Walgreens or other locations. UPS Access Point Network has more than 19,000 pickup spots, including its own stores as well as CVS and Michaels stores. And finally, the U.S. Postal Service offers Package Intercept, 
which allows you to stop and redirect packages that are scheduled for delivery. Bear in mind, this service isn't guaranteed and it comes with a fee. Wow. So uh, those sound like useful services, though. And personally, I've always made it a point to alert the U.S. Postal Service as well as UPS and FedEx when I'm going to be out of town so that my mail and packages are held until I return. That's that's another option, I guess. Yep. That actually is a good option. So, yeah. well, the article also notes that you can put a lockable box on your porch with a number code that delivery people can access and then leave your package in. Beyond that, you can generally leave directions for delivery people to leave your packages behind a post, under a chair, or in some other out of sight, <laughs> other out of sight place. Blah blah blah. Well, well, I'm going to check out the lockbox idea. That actually <laughs> seems like a, a good one. I've never uh, seen one of those, but that sounds good. Lastly, if you aren't already one of the many people who have embraced a doorbell camera, you may want to consider doing so. When someone rings the doorbell or a motion detection alert is triggered, you'll be able to see, hear, and speak to the person in front of the camera. Wow. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, now, we should probably take a moment here to let our listeners know that you are offering a, a no-charge consultation if they want to talk about their finances, retirement income planning. How can they get a hold of you? Well, listeners can give me a call at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799 to discuss how many, you might be able to answer those questions and to address your concerns about your path to retirement. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. Well, that's great. And let's continue our discussion. You talked about how you can protect our deliveries from porch pirates, as I like to call them. Um, but, uh, let's get into this. Uh, you know, I, we, my wife and I have just started our holiday shopping. We're a little, <laughs> we're running a little late, but, uh, I, I'm excited for this segment. Isn't that funny? You think you have this whole month and that always yep. happens. Like, yep. uh, I wait, it, it turns out to be last minute shopping, but Every yes, time. right around this time is when I'm thinking, man, I got plenty of time, but I digress. <laughs> uh, an AARP article, 10 ways to st- Stick to your holiday budget has some excellent advice. The first of which, don't wait until the last minute, is directed at not only me and you, Tony, but all of us. Uh, The fact of the matter is the sooner you begin shopping, the more likely you are to save. Waiting until the last minute greatly increases the likelihood of impulse buying. And this year, supply chain issues, which have gotten significant amount of press during the last couple months, you've probably seen it everywhere on TV, uh, could make early shopping all the more important. Yeah, and that's that's huge. And uh, I think uh, a lot of us, uh, it's that time of year. So <laughs> this is a this is a really timely discussion. And I, I think you get a good point there. And so I know what I'm going to be doing after the show today. Uh, what do you have next? <laughs> the next slice of wisdom is to create a separate email address that you use only for retailers and shopping. Now, as someone who seems to always be up to my eyeballs and emails from retailers, this one really hits home. As many of you already know, you can rarely make a purchase without the person at the register asking you for your email address. But once retailers have your address, get ready for the never-ending wave of spam. So use your preferred email address for family and friends and work, and then use your secondary address to receive coupons and sale announcements from your favorite retailers. Wow. Well, that sounds great. Uh, I, th- I like that one. 
Uh, that's, that's awesome. So, you know, talking about, uh, you know, all those spam emails, it, they're a real pain thinking mm-hmm. about that, but at the same time, you don't want to miss out on great deals. So having that second email account strikes me as a good solution. Well, you should also price match as aggressively as possible. Oh yeah. As the article explains, prominent stores like Target, Walmart, and Best Buy will often match a competitor's price. So if you prefer to shop at Target but see a better price at Walmart, bring the proof to your local Target and chances are they'll match it. You should note that there's generally a narrow amount of time that a store is willing or able to price match. True. And also, one thing I've learned is compare the in-store price to the online price. If you're in-store... Sometimes in store, it's more expensive than online. They have online sales and a lot of times they'll match it. I know Target will do that. Uh, They'll price things differently, but they will match if you bring it up. So, you know, and a little poking around the internet uh, doesn't hurt. I mean, or even the Sunday newspaper, uh, they have a lot of uh, ads and sales and coupons that could keep, you know, some money in your pocket. Look at Tony with the hot tip. Yeah. That's great advice. Uh, Well, one of my favorite holiday gifts is donating to a cause or organization that a family member or friend supports. Let's face it, many of us already have too much stuff, and the thought of getting more, even when it's a thoughtful, well-intentioned gift, can seem exhausting. Yeah, yeah. But donating to a good cause is not only reflective of the spirit of the season, it will truly impact an organization that's out there doing good work. And remember, for many nonprofits, gifts of $50 or $100 make a huge difference. For example, many organizations that provide food to people in need are able to negotiate bulk pricing with food companies, which means your donation is stretched even further. Yeah, that's true. And you want to do that. I I like the idea of giving. We all have so much stuff. That's a Mm -hmm. really, really good point. And I've noticed when I've made donations, a lot of the organizations provide, you know, a small item like a t-shirt or a pair of socks that you can give the person uh, who's in whose name you donated, right? Right, exactly. And yeah, that, that would make you feel good and then feel good as well. Plus yeah. they got a new pair of socks. So. Exactly. <laughs> the article also explains that you should dismiss sales that appear too good to be true. As the holidays draw even closer, many retailers will tout sales of 50 or 60% off. But here's the thing. Many of them have marked the original price up so much that the 50 or 60% off isn't anything close to a true bargain. That quote unquote, spike the price and then put it on sale trick is particularly common at department store chains, according to this article. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. And your earlier point of not waiting until the last minute to shop is probably another good way to avoid getting sucked into sales that aren't really sales this time of year. Yep. Well, next reach out to family and friends, everyone on your gift list to gauge how they feel about gift wrapping. All that fancy paper is expensive, especially if you pay someone at the store or the mall to wrap your gifts for you. Limiting or even eliminating all that gift wrapping is definitely a way to keep yourself on a strict holiday budget. If you don't want to simply hand someone a box or plastic package, consider gift bags, which are not only nice looking, but can be reused again and again. Yeah, there you go. And I think that's that's a great idea, again, uh, to save money and to be you know, conservative, uh, you know, uh, on that angle, uh, you know, and, and anybody who's ever watched a five-year-old unwrap a present knows they, you know, could care less about the paper, right? They just want to get their hands on what's inside myself included. 
just want to rip it, you know, <laughs> rip, rip that paper. It's funny when people Not are just all de- delicate with it. <laughs> <laughs> I know sometimes people are really careful. My mom's right. like opens it careful, save the paper. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. Right. Well, next you'll want to make sure that you don't lose track of your various memberships. For example, Amazon Prime members often receive early access to deals. And some memberships like CVS's loyalty program are free but still come with access to deals and other perks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, loyalty programs. I'm I I'm all for that. Uh, I'm I'm a member of a lot and I like the perks. You know, if you're paying for Amazon, uh, you know, if you pay for Amazon Prime, which a lot of people do, you might as well get everything out of it that you can, right? Well, paying for things with cash may be another simple step that helps you save money. Listen to this. Clearly, we live in a credit card society, and I'm just as guilty as anyone. Don't get me wrong. When used correctly, credit cards are an essential financial tool. But when used incorrectly, credit cards can torpedo even the strongest financial strategy. Put together your list of gifts, price them out, and then take out the amount of cash you need for those gifts and only those gifts. Well, and that's that's another good point right there. And I, I like the discussion we're having so far regarding this. Uh, you've given us a lot of good tips so far today, Aaron, and I, and I like it. Now, uh, let's keep moving on. Um, you know, what do you have for us now? Well, let's look at the U.S. News and World Report article, Seven Things to Buy Early This Holiday Season, that will hopefully serve as a little boost of inspiration for all those late shoppers out there. Sure. Many of these items are things you should buy early any holiday season, but with this year's supply chain issues, there should be an extra dose of urgency. As is likely no surprise, tech and electronics are the first items you should purchase as early as possible. In addition to the aforementioned supply chain issues, the tech industry was also hit hard by COVID-19 disruptions. In fact, the article notes that Nintendo has already announced it will be making 20% fewer Switch consoles during this fiscal year due to lar- due in large part to a microchip shortage. Wow, that's true. There, supply chain issues are a real, real problem right now. And uh, there are shortages of a lot of things. So don't if, <laughs> if you're like us and have procrastinated with your you know Christmas shopping, do it now. I would say don't wait until December 23rd to buy the latest gadget, right? (laughs) Definitely. And toys are the next item you shouldn't delay purchasing. In fact, retailers have already communicated they may be facing a significant toy shortage this holiday season. While you'll almost certainly be able to find toys at your favorite store, the season's hottest toys at the top of your kid's wish list may be in short supply. Earlier in the year, Mattel, which makes Barbie, Hot Wheels, and Fisher-Price, announced that it was raising prices for the holidays. Hasbro, maker of PlaySchool, Nerf, My Little Pony, and Transformers, made a similar announcement. Mm. Yeah, those types of items uh, can be hard to find, and you want to be careful. That's for sure. Hopefully, online shopping makes it a little easier for some people, though, to get that must-have toy. But clearly, the longer you wait, the worse your chances of finding what you're looking for and you know, getting little Johnny or Jane the the toy they really, really want, right? Yep. Well, check this out, Tony. Here's one that surprised me. Books. In a world that seems to be dominated by e-books and e-readers, I wouldn't have expected supply chain issues with books. Come on. But that industry is also getting hit hard. Oh, yeah. 
In fact, the article notes that the American Booksellers Association has explained publishers are struggling with truck driver shortages, reduced freight capacity, warehouse worker shortages, overloaded ports, and high shipping container expenses. So if you have a beloved bookworm in your life, get to the bookstore early. And remember, books are a great way to support small, local, non-chain businesses. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I normally you do audiobooks now. I listen to mm-hmm. the audiobook versions. Uh, I'm an avid reader, but I've switched over to audiobooks. And I have to confess, though, that there's something about the smell and feel of a brand new book uh, in hardcover or paperback. The physical book, I still love that, though. Mm-hmm. Or a bookstore. You know, yeah. Going into Barnes and yep. Nobles. Love that. Yep. I'm right there with you. Now, if any of our listeners are in the market for a new appliance this holiday season, they may be in for some frustration. The article notes that experts are predicting that kitchen and laundry appliances may be tough finds because manufacturers are struggling to find the parts they need for assembly. If a new oven or dryer is an emergency, you may want to try a smaller independent retailer, and you may also need to choose something other than your preferred brand. Well, yeah, you, you have to, you have to, might have to get creative <laughs> on what you're, what you get. You might not get exactly what you want. And, you know, if the washer goes kaput in the middle of the afternoon with three or four baskets of dirty clothes to go, you don't want to be running all over town looking for a new one. Yep. And much like appliances, the furniture industry has been walloped by a combo of COVID-19 related issues. Really? Increased demand poor weather, and shortages of materials. Mm. The article explains that if a new couch or rug is part of your holiday gift-giving plans, the recipient may be waiting well into the new year to receive their item. Jeez. That is terrible. Well, you know what? Another good point, and we're almost out of time. This has been another great show, Aaron. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yes. If you have any questions about your financial strategy, I'd encourage you to visit my website at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com or call my office number at 480-284-6393, toll free at 866-393-7799 to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address those concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right, sounds good. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Easel. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easelt at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799. Or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Security Administration or any other government agency.